What's better than this? Ah, he's being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts, Chris Schubert, floating around producing this thing. We're from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all your sports wagering information and needs. They've got it all. Football's futures, the NBA Finals, NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball. <laughs> they've got they've got I had to see what was on your cup there. I mid Javon Holland mug, man. It's a sick mug. But um we're here to talk about Bet Online, who also has Vegas casino games. They've got poker. They have it all. Easy to use desktop website. You can check it on your mobile device. They have it all there for you. We have a 50% welcome bonus for you on your first deposit. If you sign up today, you can use our promo code Believe to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. It's bet online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National Best Friends Day to you. Wow. Same to you. Same to Chris. <laughs> what a happy day here. Probably the first actual national day here on the show in which we can all appreciate each other. Right? I mean, I, I'm in on appreciating. I don't know about Chris. I know Chris you're is in. a little I'm, pissy today, I, I can tell, so. You never know what Chris you're getting. We got a thumbs up. We got a thumbs you up. You got a thumbs up. He's, all, all right, he's just good. all business. We support. Business. We support this one. We support this all right. day. Outstanding. Very good. I. I sorry. I. I didn't realize I was going to throw you off so hard with the coffee. <laughs> I was, no, I'm like, oh wait, what? I had to know what player it was, and it's you know me, like I'm not Holland. like a multi-tasker. Both. Oh, it's Holland. got both jerseys. It's wow. got both. What sides. a cool. Yeah, mug. you know this is. Um, okay, wait, wait. You bought that for $6 off of eBay, right? I did not. This was sent to me by uh, my friends over at Pick 6 Apparel. They sent me a complimentary mug. Just felt like something that you were going to be like, yeah, I found this on eBay. Oh, I totally would. I'd I'd buy one for every player on the team. I have a mug take, and and so that's a sick mug. But if it is just a standard size mug that doesn't allow you space to put cream, it's too small. Yeah, so is it? Is that uh, mug? this is like your standard eight ounce? It's like your eight ounce. Oh no, mug. So it, it's so a it's, tea mug, it's right? A little snug, yeah. but yeah, it's a tea mug. Yeah, yeah. No room for coffee creamer because you know me. I like uh, I like a lot of creamer in my coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, tea, I, I like my uh, I like my coffee about two shades off white from like the actual white <laughs> on the. Oh, you're like me. I feel like you've given yeah, me crap so about I my bear- coffee creamer. So, so Joe, you like you like some coffee with your creamer is really what you is really what we're getting. That's exactly yes. right. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely a, a creamy light tan coffee drinker. Yeah, yeah. I envy just, people that can drink it black. How easy would that be? You just go anywhere, right, just have just a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. black. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here sweating don't, out don't, every, don't every have order to ask of any coffee. Questions. I get. Right. Yeah. Not us. It's embarrassing. Not us, best no. friend. <laughs> we can. Hey, we have some common ground. That's about it, though. That's about it. Yeah, that's uh, that's about where the overlap stops. Although I, I think we'll probably have some overlap on Trevor Lawrence and his situation. Oh, I know. I texted you this morning. You did. You did. And we knew. We and I have an Trevor idea Lawrence. of where you're at. Yeah, you, you kind of have an idea. Yes, Chris. Can we set the stage in by before we get into your numbers for 2022, recap the numbers from 2021? I have this spreadsheet open. Okay, so let's do that. Go ahead, please. 
For those of you new, didn't catch yesterday's show or you weren't around with us last year, the guys grade each rookie quarterback situation going into year one amongst these six categories. Coaching, quarterback room, offensive line, run game, pass catchers, and defense. We come up with a composite score, and we rank them amongst all the rookie quarterbacks. Well, we only had one that went in the first round in, in this year's draft in Kenny Pickett. We did him yesterday if you want to listen to that. So now what we are going to do is look at all the guys we graded back last year and look at their year two situations, see where things have maybe gotten better things have gotten worse so joe you had trevor lawrence at a 19.75 last year that was good for your third rate ranked quarterback kyle you had a 16.5 that was good for your fourth ranked quarterback feel the good biggest, about it the biggest difference is joe very liberally handing out some fours to, to Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars, where Kyle, you didn't get above a three and a half. That was the big difference uh, between you. So that's the stage that is set. Well, I, I have the specific. I got bad news for you. Oh, boy. The ceiling's lower this time around. <laughs> Why don't you start with coaching and see so where the wins take you? Let's, let's be abundantly clear. You said third and fourth ranked quarterback, but it was third and fourth ranked quarterback situations. Because if you put Which, Trevor Lawrence yeah. in a vacuum, I covet him much, much more than placing him in an environment and assessing that environment. But uh, yeah, let's start with coaching. And uh, I do think they took a step in the right direction in this regard. Oh, yes. With Doug P. Oh, yes. Oh, anybody over Urban, right? And, and I know we were very skeptical. I'm sure last year, if I'm remembering the conversation correctly, we kind of tied to, well, he's going to run some of the same college-style concepts that Trevor probably ran at Clemson, so there should be some overlap there, and that's about where the positives stop with, with Earth. <laughs> well, so yeah, and, and I rem- we're in the right. Direction. I remember, and I remember saying things like, "I can't believe that <clears throat> the Jaguars are going to entrust Trevor Lawrence to Urban Meyer, who literally has never been around a franchise quarterback, right? Like, has no idea what that's like, has never lived that at all." But I did like their offensive coaching staff. But I think it's even better this year. Obviously, Doug Peterson, now the head coach. Offensive coordinator, Press Taylor, who I really like. Jim Bob Cooter as the passing game coordinator. And Mike McCoy as your quarterback's coach. Yeah. It's a nice... I think that's phenomenal. Right? You have a lot of coaching acumen there. A lot of guys that have been around young quarterbacks. A lot of proven developers of quarterbacks guys that have played quarterback in the league, guys that have been head coaches, guys that have won the Super Bowl as a head coach. I'm a fan. So it sounds like you're going to give this a pretty glowing grade. <laughs> I am. Did we did we come up with a better way of announcing our scores or no, we doing just, the one, two, three? Just, just, All right. just, just say it. Go ahead. Yeah, I've got a five. I got a five here. I gave it a perfect five. five. Yeah. What more could I ask for out of this offensive coaching staff? Um, ideally, you could probably ask for a more experienced offensive coordinator. Is Doug calling plays? You'd have to think so. And even even beyond that, I would go back to um, the end of the Doug Peterson tenure in Philadelphia. Got a little ugly. Um I know some of that was front office politics. So understanding mm-hmm. that, and I'm a huge Doug P fan, but to give it a five out of five, I guess 
you're probably putting a lot more stock into the assistants than you are oh, the actual yeah. head coach, huh? Yeah, this is phenomenal. I think that's they where have... our, our ideologies are split there a little bit as far as how much weight to put on each each guy. We established that yesterday talking about Tomlin. Right. I see this as a literally perfect situation coaching-wise around Trevor Lawrence. I gave it like a three and a half. Whoa, we're way different. So you think this is slightly above average? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a first first year offensive coordinator uh, with with Press Taylor. You mentioned Mike McCoy and his presence. Well, I liked Daryl Bevel last year too. Um, so I think from a, a offensive assistant supporting staff like Bevel to McCoy and Press Taylor with Doug, like obviously Doug's a step in the right direction. This is a step up from where I Jackson I perceive Jacksonville from a coaching perspective last year a million percent. But you know to give it a five out of five, mm-hmm. it's just a little rich for me. That's all. Okay, we have a quarterback room to assess here. In addition to Trevor Lawrence, they have C.J. Beathard, Iowa legend, Jake Lutton, who and was fellow- was carted off at practice. I know oh, was he? That's a, okay. Yes. And EJ Perry, who was a draft an pick, update. or was he? Was he a draft pick or was he UDFA? He's I feel like I should know that. UDFA. Yeah. UDFA. So, so that's uh, UDFA. that's it. I gave the rest of the quarterback room a two. I gave it a one and a half. Okay. I think so this we're, is we're back on the same wavelength. Yeah, I think we'll be there the rest of the way. I just feel like we probably don't do a good enough job of talking about quarterback rooms in general in that it's not just having a good starter and a reliable backup. It's about having a group of guys that together are going to work throughout the course of the week to allow that starter to go out there and play their best football. And that includes being an asset on the sideline on game days. And I don't look at this room and see – I just don't see that, right? I think C.J. Beathard's I mean, probably Beth- a smart, cerebral-type guy, but what has he proven yeah. to us in the NFL outside of you know some production with Shanahan and a very small sample size, a limited player that – like there's nothing similar about C.J. Beathard and Trevor Lawrence in terms of skill set. They don't do the same things. And then a, a, a UDFA, right? And Jake Lutton, who – I mean, does he even count? This is this is not how you build a quarterback room. So I am all the way out on this quarterback room in general. Yeah, it's it's there. There's just no, and maybe Trevor doesn't need it. Maybe they don't feel Trevor needs it. But like, there's no guidance, right? And right. by the way, you've talked me into a you've talked me into a four in coaching. I'm going to come up to a four. All so right, Chris, I feel a little better. Want want to make that that adjustment? I still think you're too high, but. Um, yeah, I'd love to see him go out and get a guy who's, who's spent a little bit of time as a tenured starter to just be that guy, right? And you've experienced that even, even with some of the guys that Josh Allen has worked with. Are we expecting Jake Lutton or C.J. Beathard to be a Matt Barkley? Like no, Matt Barkley, Matt Barkley would have been perfect Allen? for them. Yes, yeah. that's what they needed. A Derek Anderson, a Matt Barkley, a, one of those. So somebody's probably asking, what's the difference between C.J. Beathard and Matt Barkley? So maybe you could 
you know, with Matt obviously playing such an yeah. integral integral role as the backup, maybe you can paint a little bit of a picture there. Yeah, so Matt Matt's a limited football player. There's no question. You don't want that guy playing football for you, but you like him to be in your quarterback room because he embraces that role of being a QB three and and supporting the starter. And he's a smart football player. Played a fair amount. He's been in a lot of different systems and. It's what he's meant to Josh as kind of just that voice on the sideline during games and um, kind of just his support system throughout the course of the week. And maybe C.J. Beathard can be that player, and I just don't know enough about C.J. Beathard, but I haven't heard those types of things about Beathard. Uh, and I've, I kind of lived it with Matt Barkley, but you're, you're talking about the QB2 here in Beathard, right? Like not the three. So like they're a snap away from Beathard having to run their offense. Whereas unless Beathard's hurt, which hopefully is not the case, but geez, right. We don't, I I haven't seen anything to this point. So yeah, I think, I think that's something that I've grown to grown to appreciate. And I've listened to Josh Allen talk about how much it meant to him mid season as a rookie when, you know, the bills wind up moving on from Nathan Peterman and they signed Derek Anderson and Matt Barkley. And then, that was very helpful for Josh to have those people in the room with him. I don't feel like one Trevor hour Lawrence ago has anything like that. One hour ago, it's eleven forty six a.m. on Wednesday, June eighth. Uh, Jags quarterback C.J. Beathard not expected to need surgery after groin injury. Okay, good, good. So glad to hear that. Did you know most people are paying too much on their auto loan? Dave used auto approved to refinance his car, replacing his overpriced loan with a cheaper loan and lowering his monthly payment. Now, since he saved with auto approved, he's sitting behind the third base dugout instead of the bleachers. Auto approved connects vehicle owners with their best available rates to refinance their existing car loans with no markups ever and handles the paperwork. Yes. Even the DMV making it simple to save thousands and pay less each month. How? by instantly accessing the nation's top lenders to uncover great savings. When you refinance with AutoApprove, you get your best rate and more with an advocate that works for you to make sure you get the best deal that's right for you. In fact, in 2021, AutoApprove was able to save their customers on average over $150 a month. That means more money for better seats, better snacks, or that new jersey you deserve. Not only will they save you on your monthly auto payment, but for all of our listeners that refinance through auto approve, they'll send you $100 cash to your mailbox. So what are you waiting for? Auto loan rates are historically low. Take your tailgate to the next level. When you refinance with auto approve, put more money in your pocket for what matters most to find out how much you could save and to claim your $100 cash back offer. Visit autoapprovecom slash believe. That's autoapprove.com slash B-L-E-A-V. Do you want to do offensive line or run game? Let's do offensive line. Because we we made that swap yesterday. I'm I'm going to actually operate in the assumption we're going to do offensive line first every time from here on out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Left tackle Cam Robinson on a new contract. Ben Barch, the left guard. Center Luke Fortner, a rookie. Right guard. Or Walker Little. At left guard or might Walker Little, okay. might be Walker Little. Uh, center Luke Fortner, uh, right guard Brandon Scherf, right tackle Jawan Taylor. It's a good thing we went out and got Brandon Scherf, huh? 
God bless it, it is. Uh, and, and I like Luke Fortner coming out too. So I think they have a couple pieces in the middle. And um, I forget who it was that was talking about the the construction of the Jacksonville offensive line. But like they mentioned that Trevor Lawrence is a long strider and it mm-hmm. makes an even greater importance to have the interior of your pocket clean because he he needs a little bit more room to, to throw and operate within the pocket. Uh, and I thought that was a really good point. I wish I could remember who it was that said it. And if I ever remember Greg to go Cassell? back and find it. Yes, it was Greg. We yeah, were talking it was our conversation Fortner. with Greg. Yeah. Yes, we were talking with Greg Gussell. And he, he, he just phenomenal point talking about the the importance for for Trevor. We we talked to him at Steve Clarkson's QB retreat. And uh, I thought that was a great point. And I like Fortner. I think he's got a really strong anchor to play at center and pass protection. I like Brandon Scherf. Walker Little's a big body if he's healthy. So there's some redeeming qualities here, but like the tackle play has not been good. You still don't know what Walker Little or Ben Barch is going to be, and you have a rookie at center. So I think all of those things combined for me, I gave it a two. I just it's it's a little below average. If the, the scale is three is average, I'm shading it down there. If there's there's growth from either the tackles or Fortner comes in and knocks it out of the park right away. Like, okay, I think we can get to a three by the end of the season. But right now I had to give it a two, just based on what we know about the yeah, players. I've, I've got it at a, at a two as well, Kyle. I guess if you just kind of like remove the names and just look at it like in terms of just what they have uh, in, ter- in terms of caliber of player, I think you have an average to below average left tackle. You have an unproven player at left guard. You have a rookie unproven player at center. You have a really good player at right guard who has Pro had Bowl injury player. concerns. Right, yep. and then you have a right tackle who's experienced at this point but has been uneven. I think that's below average collectively. Yeah. What do you think the ceiling is for Juwan? I know we got to move, but like, what do you think the ceiling is for Juwan Taylor at this point? Would it be could Could we still get to like a DJ Humphreys type? I hope so. For him yeah. at some point, because I like Juwan I hope coming so. out, and I like DJ coming too. out too. And DJ was slow to to get his footing. Right. This is year three for him, so hopefully it all comes together and uh, playing next to Scherf will be an asset to him. So yeah, when we, we look at this line. run game, we have this offensive line that we just talked about that we think is below average with James Robinson, Travis Etienne, Snoop Connor, uh, Ryquel Armstead, if that moves a needle for you to add to this backfield. And James Robinson's coming off an Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. Travis Etienne's coming off of whatever was it an ACL that caused him to miss his rookie season, and it's apparently <laughs> running a lot of routes. Feels like he's on the CJ Spiller plan already. <laughs> Let's let him play first. Damn it! <laughs> I'm just saying it. That's what, what do you it think feels here, man? like with like all. All the clips of Travis Etienne at, at OTAs are him running routes and catching balls. Remember when he couldn't when he couldn't catch the ball like four years ago? Now it's like yeah, his that, thing. That was a fun, really fun re, redefining of a, a player's quality, right? Like, and he was really he good admitted at it to having the game. He yeah, said he's like, he I was afraid to catch balls. He said it <laughs> right. He said it out loud, and then like he reinvented himself. Like, good for you, bud. You know, I. I look at the strength of the offensive lineman, and if James Robinson was healthy, I'd probably give this a three. 
but James Robinson is not healthy. Or, or we, we don't know what his status is going to be, and he was already not the most explosive back anyway. And then he had a lower body injury like the one that he had. I gave it a two. Um, I need to know what James Robinson is, and we need to get a feel for how much they're actually going to ask Travis Etienne to carry the football. But I, I, as far as I'm concerned, you don't have anything of, of that's other than replacement level players behind that. And you gave it a two as well. Coming off injuries for both. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, two as well. Uh, below average offensive line, like we talked about. Capable backs, right? Like a healthy James Robinson's a good player. Uh, the idea of what Travis Etienne can be is an exciting player. But as we've already mentioned, both coming off injuries, both players, you worry about losing something in terms of their dyna- dynamic movement skills. Um, James couldn't really afford to lose anything, and part of what makes Travis so appealing is that athleticism. And so we just have to see it come together. I can't give it any higher than a two at this point. And, and like you said, the depth behind those players, it, it doesn't move the needle at all. Yeah. So pass catchers. We'll, in, we'll yeah, include we got, both the backs. Uh, let, me, let me run one down for us. I'll run it down. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. They signed Evan Ingram uh, in free agency uh, to go along with uh, fifth-round selection Luke Farrell, Chris Manhurts, Dan Arnold. That's kind of your gauntlet at the tight end position, some some more primary blocking type players. But Evan Ingram is very much a, if Doug's going to run 12 personnel, uh, like they did in Philadelphia when they had Ertz and Godert, you got a good one-two punch, capable of an inline guy and a, a flex guy who can run some routes. Obviously, James Robinson, Travis Etienne, uh, acquired Zay Jones in free agency, Acquired Christian Kirk in free agency. Marvin Jones, still here. 2022nd round pick, LaVisca Chenault, still in the picture. And then you're probably looking at Jamal Agnew, potentially Laquan Treadwell, uh, and Draft Dudes alumni Kevin Austin the Jr. Kevin Austin Jr. possibly pushing for a sixth spot from a team's perspective as a high-weight speed type guy. So uh, other names include Jeff Cotton, Marvin Hall, Tim Jones, Lawage, um Luan Winningham, Willie Johnson, Ryan McDaniel as additional UDFAs from this year's class. Gave this a, I gave this a two and a half. Um, I think you have a lot of capable players, like guys that have had production in the NFL, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, Evan Ingram. You have a lot of players that have had a lot of inconsistency. When you look at Zay Jones, when you look at Evan Ingram, when you look at Laquan Treadwell. And I think the absence of an uh, like a legitimate go-to player, like a, a the guy that you say this guy's going to get 120 plus targets this year, I think the absence of that player really forces me to bump this down. I, especially when you consider the resources allocated, like how much this year are they paying Jones, Kirk, and Ingram? A lot of freaking money combined for third options in the passing game that, you know what I mean? Third slash fourth options in, in a good passing game. We're talking about surrounding Trevor Lawrence. Now, what I do like about the makeup of this room is that you're not asking a bunch of young receivers and pass catchers to be the guys around Trevor Lawrence. So that does give it some redeeming quality, but the absence of a dude, despite good depth, puts this at a two and a half for me. Yeah, I gave it a two. 
I do think it is is below average, like you said. I, I just look at the group and it's like, okay, who's the guy who's consistently going to dictate terms to the opposing defensive shell? Right? You, you don't Nobody. know that you have that player. I think you're going to have to get the running game going uh, in order to, to really create that pause in opposing defensive players, the safeties, linebackers, to create large voids for Evan Ingram to, to catch and run. But I think you know, the guys on the outside, if you have a high-level man cover corner, I don't know that any of these guys are really going to test your ability to make it 10 on 10, right? Or nine on nine, as far as if you, you want to play with your one-on-ones on the outside and oh, you're going to need somebody with some speed to, to cover Christian Kirk down the field when he runs his deeper developing routes. And, and that's absolutely the uh, something we need to be mindful of. But I also think about what Trevor Lawrence was his last year at Clemson. What kind of offense did they run? Who, who was involved in the passing game? Rodgers and Travis Etienne. Right. So a slot receiver to create some yards after catch and Etienne. You obviously have Travis Etienne. I like that fit. But who's the guy on the perimeter here that's that's going to be a yak guy for you? Chanel? I guess you hope Kirk and Chanel. Yeah, after, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I know Kirk had a really nice year last year, but I still picture him as more of a vertical down the field high A dot type target as compared to a guy you're going to run some RPOs and get the ball in his hands quickly and let him create after the catch. I just don't see it. Right. So I gave it a two. Defense? Defense, yeah. Okay, let's talk about Uh, Mike Caldwell's (laughs) defense. Go ahead. So, I mean, you look through it and – I mean, you have some likable young players like a Josh Allen and a Devin Lloyd and a Trayvon Walker and a Tyson Campbell. You like some veterans that they have now on the back end and Shaq Griffin and Darius Williams. Some, you know, they paid big money to get Foyer Olakun. They paid, I mean, Foley Fadakasi a $10 million a year player. I think they've got... They've got likable pieces here, but I don't think collectively I don't like the whole painting right it's just not like, I like the, the individuals are lacking pieces yeah I just don't like the whole picture when you put it all together yeah and it, like I, I think we're hopeful for Trayvon Walker but like who are those guys on this D line that are your game wreckers or your difference makers I see a lot of quality rotational players but even Josh Allen has disappeared a lot lately and Caleb on Chason hasn't really produced meaningful production. And even Trayvon Walker's a guy that like is skilled as you'll ever find in terms of physical gifts, but wouldn't call him a playmaker at Georgia. Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like there's some things missing from this defense. I scored it as a two. Slightly it's a I which is below average grade. Two. I also scored it as a two. It's just like you said, the, I think that some of the individual parts is greater than the sum of the whole. When you look at how they're trying to piece this together and how they're trying to attack opposing defenses and you're in the AFC South, right? So you got to be prepared to defend the run because Indianapolis is going to run the ball at you nonstop. Tennessee is going to run the ball at you nonstop. I get it. So you want to be really stout in the front seven, 
but I don't think you have enough options as pass rushers. Clavon uh, Chason has struggled to get, gather his footing as a first round pick. DeWan Smoot's a really good rotational guy, but like your down linemen are Malcolm Brown, Foley Fatukasi, Roy Robertson Harris, Jay Tufeli, Davon Hamilton, Adam Gotsis. Like it just doesn't, you're into your guys. I don't think you got any penetration yeah. presence at all. Uh, Trayvon Walker maybe reduces inside, and you, you got a positionless player in Chason, and Josh Allen can move around. Devin Lloyd can rush the pass a little bit. So I get it. I get the I get the idea and the thought process. I just don't know that it's going to come together particularly well this year. I think they, you got a lot of key players in that are are young and youthful, and I think there's going to be some growing pains with that. Joseph, a little yes. bit of a, a little bit of an administrative note here. What did you give run game? I missed that while you guys were talking. I was it's the only one I missed. Uh, I gave run game a two. Two. That's what I thought. Didn't want to uh, misquote you. So I have the numbers here. I've crunched the numbers. The only okay. the only group in which you guys went up was coaching. Everything else went down, or in, or in one case for Kyle, it stayed exactly at a two. But everything else went down. Um, and by the way, Joe, you gave the coaching staff last year a three point seven five, just for just for clarity's sake. So you're a little bit higher on oh, that. Bodied him. Yeah, I like uh, their assistance. I, Bevel, and they had another good coach as well, that, whose name escapes me right now, on that offense that had experience with young quarterbacks. So, Joe, you went from a 19.75 down to a 15. And, Kyle, mm. you went from a 16.5 down to a 14. And like I said, outside of coaching, everything else went down for each of you compared to last year, except for Kyle in defense. You gave it a 2 last year. You gave it a 2 this year. But that's it. Everything else went down. Yeah. I, so where does that fall for the 2021 Lawrence, Chris? Where does 2021 Lawrence fall for each of us? Lawrence, you were asking for. Excuse me. Yes, 2022. Lawrence, yes. Uh, 2022 yeah. Lawrence for you, Joe, would rank just above Zach Wilson from last year, and Kyle for you. I believe that's the same. I think it's I had Zach Wilson as a 13 and a half last and year. You, yeah, and so it, Trevor Lawrence would be in the exact same spot. So Joe, for you, just Fields and Lawrence would flip. Uh, and for Kyle, Lawrence would stay exactly where he is, just his number goes down. So we're going to get to tag all these guys with like 2021 and 2022. So we're going to end up having 11 data points when it's all said and done for quarterback situations. Six from this year between Kenny Pickett and the, the five second-year guys and the five rookies from 2021 in their rookie seasons as well with their situation. So it's going to be fun. Plan accordingly. Come on back. See us again. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, the Draft Dudes. Thanks to our friends at Ben Online for their continued support of the show. Make it a great one. We'll talk with you guys again tomorrow, talking Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.